Support for this podcast is provided by Paradox, the conversational AI company helping global talent acquisition teams at Unilever, McDonald's and CVS Health get recruiting work done faster. Let's face it, talent acquisition is full of boring administrative tasks that drag the hiring process down and create frustrating experiences for everyone. Paradox's AI assistant, Olivia, is shaking up that paradigm, automating things like applicant screening, interview scheduling and candidate Q&A so recruiters can spend more time with people, not software. Curious how Olivia can work for your team? Then visit paradox.ai to learn more. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 415 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Destigmatizing career breaks is something that I feel very strongly about and something that talent acquisition needs to take very seriously. With so much lip service paid to diversity and inclusion and the current difficulties in finding talent, it makes zero sense to still view career breaks negatively. This week, LinkedIn have announced career breaks on the LinkedIn profile to better reflect the realities of career journeys and in turn begin to normalise career breaks in the recruiting process. My guest this week is Jennifer Shapley, Global Head of Talent Acquisition at LinkedIn. As well as talking us through the new career breaks feature, Jennifer discusses the key findings of LinkedIn's latest Global Talent Trends report and shares her thoughts on the future of talent acquisition. Hi, Jennifer, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matt. So nice to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. I am Jennifer Shapley. I lead talent acquisition at LinkedIn. And that must be a very interesting job. It absolutely is. It is. Um, it's, it's very interesting to have the privilege of leading the recruiting team here at LinkedIn um, while we are in the middle of um, kind of ourselves, like helping change the way of work and working with so many organizations on how they hire talent. So it's a, it's a very, very interesting role to be in for sure. LinkedIn's just launched the 10th anniversary Global Talent Trends Report. Obviously, very much looking at how the workplace is changing in these very dynamic times. What, what are some of the key findings in this year's report? You know, as you mentioned, um, you know, the, the, the world is changing rapidly and that certainly comes out in this year's report. Um, I would say, you know, a, a key headline coming out of it is that uh, company culture is uh, has never been more important. Um, it's incredible. It's incredibly critical. It's critical in retaining talent. It's critical in how you attract new talent. Um, and we're seeing a re- an increasing demand for companies uh, to focus on their employees' well-being mental health and flexibility. Um, With the shift to remote, it has just, you know, acerbated the need for the focus on those three things. Um, And that was really coming out in an incredibly strong way in this year's report. Um, Flexibility has become um, a key value prop uh, for employers. Um, With the move to remote or hybrid, it's just introduced an incredible like opportunity uh, for flexibility for employers to provide more flexibility to their employees, and we're seeing that you know candidates employees are really looking for that from their companies. Flexibility 
and well-being big trends critical for attracting and retaining employees what are some of the the the, the tips for creating a culture of flexibility and well-being i think one of the like my my biggest tip would be listen to your employees um you know we have uh uh, what we call our EVS, our Employee Voice sor- Survey, um, uh, that we send out quarterly. Um, we actually just launched this quarter's uh, this morning. Um, and so I think like listening to your employees and understanding the types of flexibility that are important to them, um, whether that be flexibility in how they work or where they work, um, uh make sure you're giving employees an opportunity to share that with you. And that likely means in those surveys that go out, we're talking to employees about it, updating the questions. <laughs> you know, what you need to ask right now may be very different than what you were asking a couple of years ago. Um, and so I think being really attuned to that um, and so that you understand the types of flexibility that your employees are looking for um, and look for as many ways as, you know, um, are possible to provide it. Um, one of the things that we have really centered um, uh, our approach on is simply trust. And we talk a lot about trust. Um, and as we've moved to being a more, you know, hybrid organization where we have more employees either working remote or um, splitting their time between the office and home, um, we've grounded it all in not a, not a bunch of policies and processes, but more around where we trust our employees. We trust our employees and our managers to figure out how work gets done best. And um, I think that that idea of trust is really, really powerful um, and something other organizations could absolutely lean into as well. And are you seeing any other interesting things that organizations are doing in terms of well-being? There's some examples in the uh, in the report of what other organizations are doing. I can share a couple that um, I think are interesting that, that we've done over the last couple of years to kind of meet employees where they are and try to um, uh, help support them. Um, one thing that we created uh, to help address employee burnout um, was a program called our Lift Up program. Um, that program um, does a few things, but it really was just focused on um, providing our employees the type of support that they need right now. And so a few things we've done through that program, um, uh, we've offered no meeting days. Um, so we now we have one uh, Friday a month that is a lift up day um, where we uh, encourage employees not to have meetings. That's in addition to we've always had end days, which are a day each month that are um, aligned to different theme uh, we, where we ask employees to focus on whatever the theme of that day is, which are also also often used as no meeting days. Um, we've introduced new surprise and delights throughout the year, uh, including an end of year silver lining show that we've done the last couple of years. Um, last year's was hosted by Trevor Noah. This past year's or two years ago was hosted by Trevor Noah. Past year's was by Mindy Kaling. We weave in, you know, kind of like inspirational uh, uh, global voices into those as well as our own employee stories, employees sharing their silver linings from the year. Um, last year under that program, we had rest up week where we gave employees a week off. Um, uh, and then we've also provided, uh, global well-being days off, um, as additional surprises and delights and just looking for ways to kind of give people that extra support, that break from work. Um, we introduced last year, our first career month in October to help employees, um, in their own career journeys, helping them realize what their career goals are at LinkedIn. Um, uh, in addition, a couple of other things, we offer 25 free Lyra sessions to help support our employees, um, uh, in their mental health, uh, and wellness. 
Um, and then we also have another program that we've run that was running before the pandemic, but we have uh, added to over the last couple of years called Perk Up. And Perk Up is an annual allowance that we give employees um, that where they can use this money um, on different different unique needs. So um, things like childcare, pet care, um, uh, tax, tax prep, et cetera, just to help them out with, with other unplanned expenses. Um, and last year we added home gym equipment, which was very popular <laughs> during the pandemic and virtual childcare and tutoring. So we've just really looked at like a variety of different programs that again, kind of help meet employees needs where they are right now, which those needs have really changed a lot over the last couple of years. This is a very interesting week to be talking to you because LinkedIn are launching a new career breaks feature. Can you tell us all about that? Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. So um, we're going to be launching the career breaks option on the LinkedIn profile um, so that our members can better like reflect the reality of what many of their journeys look like. Many, many members take breaks between um, you know, moving from one job to the next and introducing this option is going to give them a better way to really reflect um, what they were doing during that time off. Um, so uh, members will be able to add career breaks to their profiles um, and, and share more about what they were doing. Um, so that could be they maybe they took a break for full-time parenting. Maybe they took a break to you know, manage their own health or pro- provide caregiving. Maybe it was due to some other life need or experience. Um, but this is something we've really heard from our members, um, specifically women, um, that they wanted a way to more positively represent career breaks on their profiles. About 68% of women say that they, they this is something that they want to be able to show and be able to speak to um, on their profile. Uh, I'm particularly excited, you know, as a, as a recruiting leader um, uh, for recruiters that will be able to um, better see, you know, um, these intentional pauses that people may be taking between their jobs and, and have an opportunity for folks to talk about the skills that they gained um, uh, during that period. Um, I think it's going to be um, fantastic for both for both members and for recruiters. What can talent acquisition leaders and recruiters do to support people who've taken a career break? I think they can do um, a couple of things. One, they can, recruiters can help candidates by destigmatizing it with hiring managers. And and talking um, and really help advocating for uh, for candidates and you know the skills that they um, uh, they the candidates gain develop um, further refine during these career breaks and so I think you know recruiters really really advocating for candidates in that way can be incredibly helpful um, I think they can also when you're talking to candidates talk to them not about, you know, don't don't focus so much on questions around, well, tell me about the last company you worked with, or tell me what you learned through this specific place. Really focus on the whole individual. Um, think about how you structure your questions. And are you structuring your questions and guiding candidates in a way that really only gives them space to talk about, you know, what they've learned or done when working at a specific company? Or are you structuring your questions and those candidate, you know, those um, phone screens to really get a picture of the whole person? Um, And I think recruiters can um, uh, really help candidates by also asking more broad questions, really focusing on the skills that uh, the candidates have and not necessarily just the skills that are specific to a certain company. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. 
Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. Switching gears a bit and talking from your perspective as a leader in talent acquisition, how do you see talent acquisition has changed in the last few years and where do you think it's going? You know, it's almost a a how hasn't it changed over the last couple of years? I think um, it's we've seen a lot of rapid evolution in a short period of time, Um, changes that probably would have come, but but certainly the timing of them has been sped up. Um, uh, The shift towards remote work has certainly, I think, been one of the um, uh, the biggest changes um, for the world of work at large and, and specifically for recruiting, um, uh, needing to think through things, not just how do I virtually interview if you weren't prepared to do that at scale. Um, uh, so needing to solve for and make sure you had the tools and systems to be able to virtually interview Um, whether that be just a pure straight video interview or whether it be coding or other technical um, skills that you needed to assess. Um, And I think think that's going to stay for a while. You'll see we will continue to see a shift towards, um, I think, majority of interviews needing to be done in some kind of virtual manner. Um, I think what recruiting leaders and teams are going to have to think about, too, is as we start to introduce uh, in-person interviewing uh, back into the um, into our processes. How do we do that in a way that is equitable? How do you make sure that whether candidates choose to interview virtually or if they come in person, how do you support both of those? Um, and so I think that's going to continue to be something that needs to be top of mind for recruiting leaders, um, making sure that the candidate experience um, really supports both paths as well. Um, we're also seeing um, job seekers are, are changing jobs quicker than, than they have in the past. Um, the great reshuffle uh, is real. People are um, uh, looking for their next their next play. Um, and so being attuned to the fact that what we have seen in the past as far as the trends, as far as how long somebody will stay in a job and what you can expect there, that is, that is really is shifting. Um, and then... Back to remote again. So, you know, I talked some about how I think it impacts how we virtually interview and screen, but also how we source talent. It's really upending for recruiters that maybe had gotten into a pattern of these are the companies I recruit from. These are the places I look. It is, it's a bit of um, um, a double-edged sword. There's our talent pools have opened up in incredible ways. And I think the opportunity is, is 
amazing and great organizations are going to take advantage of it. Um, but your talent pools have opened up where I can look for talent um, has now broadened significantly for organizations that are leaning into flexibility and supporting remote. Um, but that also is a challenge that we've got to think about in our, you know, um, recruiting teams around um, how do we post jobs that are in multiple locations? How, you know, how do we support uh um, our recruiters in kind of optimizing new channels. Um, and, and so this is something I think recruiting teams are going to have to really be focused on in the coming years is thinking through um, now with these larger pools, how do I actively, how do I, how am I running recruitment marketing? What are my, are my talent attraction campaigns, you know, targeted towards the right folks? Are my messages correct? Um, if we've traditionally been hiring from certain places and now we have the opportunity to look in, in new areas, um, then we've really got to like, rethink everything we do in the process. And I think it's incredibly exciting, um, but there is a lot of opportunity to rethink our strategies in this new world. That leads nicely on to my final question, because obviously LinkedIn is uniquely positioned in the industry in terms of seeing what's going on with with recruiters and, and with candidates. What do you think the, the biggest challenges recruiters are facing at the moment when it comes to finding and hiring talent. You're right. I was starting to get into it with that that last uh, last comment. Um, it's the the what has worked in the past may not work in the future. Um, our uh, whether we know it or not, um, our behaviors, our actions, our processes start to kind of shape around you know the um, candidates and places that we've traditionally recruited from, and so needing to rethink is this outreach message going to land? If I am now targeting different candidates with different needs, do I need to adjust um, uh, how I, I reach out to them, what their priorities are, um, what they're looking for? You know, what, what maybe um, would have been compelling in a, in a message I would have sent to a candidate in the past? Maybe it's not because the candidate's needs are changing. And so I think there's a big opportunity um, uh, for recruiters to lean into better understanding what candidates' needs are. Um, and then, so I think this will be a challenge as recruiters reach out and realize the needs of uh, candidates and um, may be changing. And so I think like we get into the sum in our global talent trends report, but it's why it's really helpful, not just for recruiting leaders, but for individual recruiters to read. Because um, I think there are a lot of insights about how this is shifting um, that would help them in, in, in changing their outreach approach. Um uh, we're seeing different generations value different things. Um, and so really needing to understand that it's a, it's again, it's a challenge for recruiters. We've got to think beyond the uh, uh, one size fits all approach and really think broader about the individual needs of the, of the candidates, which I think great recruiters have always done, right? Great recruiters don't just send out one template and blast everybody with it. Uh, they customize it to the specific individual. Um, and I think that's never been more important. Um, uh, but I think, uh, I think this, this specifically will be the biggest challenge. What has worked in the past may not work in the future. And we've all got an opportunity to rethink everything from how we reach out to candidates to, uh, our overall, uh, channel strategies, et cetera. Um, and I think, you know, I think, I think this, uh, definitely brings some challenges for recruiters, but I personally believe I'm an optimist at heart, um, that the opportunity is greater than the challenges. The opportunities around being able to reach out to um, folks that maybe we wouldn't have before, to, to open up our talent pools through remote uh, 
um, opportunities to focus more on people's skills and really think more broadly about what it actually takes to do the job. I think this new world of work is giving us great opportunities to assess um, and value candidates in new ways. Um, so while there are certainly some significant challenges in front of us, I, uh, I, th- I think the opportunities outweigh them. Jennifer, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, Matt. I uh, really appreciate you inviting me on. My thanks to Jennifer. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.